Welcome to Cut Into The Ball in the post-truth apocalypse, out of quarantine edition. Hey. We are all in the same room, socially distancing of course. Wearing masks. Wearing masks maybe. Yeah, we are back. We are definitely got my mask on. <laughs> 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 I've got a gimp mask on. Yeah. <laughs> I do like how everybody looks a bit like Shredder. I like the curved ones like that. Yeah. Up on the nose. It's very like, where are these? I really... <laughs> I really enjoy it because I've got a shit face but great eyes. <laughs> he can't even insult himself without picking himself <laughs> I've got to confess it to it. I find it all very, very sexually pleasing. Do you, you wear it while you're wearing masturbating? Wearing it, other people wearing it. It's all quite hot. Like, oh, she's in a mask. <laughs> gimpy and kinky about it. Hot girls in masks. I can't even tell if she's hot. She could have no fucking teeth. That's it, that's the mystery. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's the mystery. Anyway, should we introduce our fucking self? Yes. I'm Ben, as always. I'm joined by Gaz. Hello. And Mike. Hello. And uh, today we're going to talk about the wind scale disaster. It is Britain's Chernobyl that no one's ever heard of. I'd never heard of it until last week. Nope. I still haven't. You're going to inform me about it now. <laughs> it was pretty shoddy. But we'll... Um, but you say you won't have heard of it. So let's uh, thank some new and returning listeners. Who have we got? Tulsa, Oklahoma, Russellville, Arkansas. Well done, yeah. Kent, Washington, Wigan, United Kingdom. Sorry to hear about your relegation from the football championship there, Wigan. <laughs> Not. Banger, ME? Where's ME? I don't know. Maine. Maine. Possibly. Maybe. Bliss Hill, Australia, Cheyenne, Wyoming, Vinius, Lithuania, Alst in Belgium, Kiev, Ukraine, Westby in Wisconsin, and then finally we're coming into the top top few now. Eastbourne in the UK, Alexander, Arkansas, Telford, United Kingdom, Guadalajara, Spain, Washington, VA, Virginia. Virginia. And top is South Queens Ferry in the United Kingdom. Wow. Who well, knows where that is? I have no idea, but thank you very much for listening. Queens Ferry is near Liverpool, I think. Ah. They tram me out there somewhere. Fantastic. Give me back me wallet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a reason the River Mersey runs through Liverpool, uh, because if it walked, it'd get mugged. <laughs> they're, not, they're not proper scousers in Queens Ferry, they're plastic scousers. Yeah. Is South Queensbury like a bit of a posh area, do you think? I don't know. Don't know. We're just offending our fucking biggest listener of the week, so let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> What's new? <laughs> we offend e- everybody. We're equal opportunity piss takers. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Like yeah. So shall we do some uh, some weird news? Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Man who lost his penis becomes first in the world to have a new one built on his arm. 
Because I love the picture where it's, it's just it's just hanging off his arm and it's censored. Would not be in the fucking park with that kind of shirt? <laughs> we, I'm sure we discussed this. I don't want cock arm. Oh god, just leave me with that. Just kill me. I lost my cock to a blood disease. Just kill me. Why, why my life? <laughs> A dad who lost his penis to a horrific blood infection has become the first man in the world to have a new one built on his arm. I said put it on my arse or something out of the way, you know what I mean? Oh no, because you'd be trapping it in the waistband of your trousers, oh, yeah, you sit well, down, you squash it, you go... Sometimes you're oh, going to be able to keep your then. eye on it, like... <laughs> yeah, you go, yeah, you go, look at that, it's a beauty, innit? <laughs> oh, I just mean that there's no infection. <laughs> if it's on your arse, it could have got gangrenous and you wouldn't know. Yeah. Malcolm McDonald, 45, has even given an extra two inches by surgeons. But a series of delays meant he has lived with it on his limb for four years. Malcolm, a mechanic, is desperate for his £50,000, which is uh, $65,000 NHS-funded appendage, which he has nicknamed Jimmy, to be finally transferred to where it should be. You can still see the funny side of it having uh, dangling off his arm. Can he after four years? Yeah. Four years. <laughs> if I was in the pub and drunk, I'd like just pop it into someone's pint. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> sure, fire way to get glassed. A bard. Yeah. Do you want to see me party piece? So I'll say, I can put my penis in your glass from here. No, you oh, can't. It's that big. <laughs> Undo my sleeve and it's like flop out. <laughs> <laughs> We've reached a new low already. <laughs> we reach a new low every week. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> I haven't got a cock on my arm. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's basically, it's, it's, it fell off. He got sepsis, his fingers, toes and penis went black, mm. and his cock just fell off in 2014. Well, that would be the point where, after my cock fell off, I would just fall off a very tall building. <laughs> <laughs> Straight down. Let's go. Fuck it. The world took my cock through blood disease. Yeah, but they're gonna grow you a new one and put it back. Oh yeah, on my arm. Oh yeah, but come on. Woo. I'm off that roof quicker than a fucking nun's first curry. <laughs> Quote though is he's completely gutted by losing. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Understatement of the century, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, pretty much. His life fell apart due to a lack of confidence because he hasn't got a penis. And then he was told about the, quote, penis master, Professor David Ralph, an expert in phallus construction at London's University College Hospital. Imagine majoring in that. Uh, Oh, what do you want to do as a doctor? Do you want to, you know, do heart surgery, brain surgery? No, fuck that. I want to stitch a cock on an arm. I want to grow cocks (laughs) on people's arms. I hate that such a thing... I hate that so many cocks are being destroyed that a cock reconstruction specialist needs mm. to exist. Well, it's, you know... I don't, I don't have another thing to worry about. Yet another thing to worry about. You don't have to worry about it now. you got the penis master. Penis master's on the case. Oh, yeah, but the fact that the penis master exists means that <laughs> I have to worry about my penis. Something bad happened to my penis, man. Ah, but that's it. You don't have to worry now because you get a new one. Penis master! You have to grow it on your arm for a bit, but... You know... And Kill me. I read this article <laughs> a bit longer. He will have like an erection. Every, well, he can still get an erection. They give him a little pump inside, like a little switch. Turns it on, it goes rock solid. It's a little pump. Can we move on, please? I feel <laughs> fucking queasy. 
I, I, I really feel queasy. I think this is a feel-good story, but horrible. all right. It's fucking random. <laughs> uh, I think it's a bit of both. Oh, God, it'd be ironic. What if he just gets hit by a bus or something? <laughs> There's a cock on his arm! <laughs> Kill it with fire! Do you think he has to carry around a little card saying... I'm not a freak. I'm not a freak. I'm not I'm some kind of mutant. Alien. I've just got a cock on my arm. I think he just... Oh, God. That's moot, please. I'm all cock armed out. <laughs> can farts spread COVID? Or <laughs> well, you fucked if they can. <laughs> An Australian researcher thinks it can. Yeah. Researchers say there is a growing possibility that there can be something far more contagious and might we add silent carrier of the mysterious viral disease, your farts. Wow. A new body of research suggests that farts might be the newest form of transmission to spread the COVID infection. Does that mean I've got to wear a mask over my arse then? No. Well, you did it. <laughs> well, don't boxers do a pretty good mask? I don't know, I haven't worn underwear since lockdown started. Oh, <laughs> so is there any fucking science behind this? Science officer, like. Apparently, it's been detected in faeces. Okay. So that, I guess that means that it can be. Yeah, and he carried out research on COVID-19 positive patients and found out 55% of them had the virus present in their faeces. He's pooing COVID. Yeah, makes sense though, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Oh. Wow. I mean, you're okay if you don't go and eating shit. <laughs> Sucking in farts. Or in an elevator with someone who's quite oh, flatulent yeah. that oh, day. Yeah. Or letting people fart. And looks a little peaky. Don't let people fart directly into your nose and man. Aww. You've got to stop it, Ben. <laughs> Fucking hell. Covid. <laughs> Covid ruined everything. <laughs> this year. Jesus. We're still not, they're still not sure about the farts, but it's definitely in the faeces. So don't fling. If you've got Covid, an important safety tip is not to fling your shit at people. No. I was clearing up cat shit with a shovel today. Should I have been wearing a mask? Probably. <laughs> However, I didn't put any in my face. So. <laughs> Did you though? No, I didn't. <laughs> Did you though? No, no. <laughs> All right. I think that one's. <laughs> well. Well, okay, we'll go for that. As depressing as the one before, no. Jesus. <laughs> Never say that we don't bring. Try to bring the mood up. Oh, you saved something lovely for me. Find out. <laughs> I thought as an ex-delivery driver, you might. Yes, uh, this um, may ring home true with me. Urgent drop-off. Woman <laughs> horrified to find Amazon delivery driver taking a poo in her garden. Dirty bastard. Uh, it's a big garden. I mean, look at it. Yeah. Should have taken his eye of his off, though. NHS, yeah, that would have been an idea. Yeah. NHS councillor Sharon Smith, 53, was cooking in her kitchen in Nuthall, Nottingham, on July 26th, when a van pulled up outside her home. A man ran from the vehicle into her garden and Sharon followed him, fearing he was stealing wood from her. The mum of two then caught the man squatting among the trees and pooing on her property. What do you do when you need a poo in an <laughs> You just get between the trees. <laughs> Sharon says after asking him to leave, she called the police. What He's like, cunt. get out of here. Can you just give me two minutes? <laughs> she says the man turned out to be an Amazon driver who went on to deliver a parcel to one of Sharon's neighbours. Police attended the scene and questioned the delivery driver who claimed he was desperate for the loo. 
Well, obviously. <laughs> he said he was not feeling well and did not realise the grounds were part of a private garden. The decision was made not to arrest his Amazon employee, good, on the condition that he would clean up the mess and his employer <laughs> would be noted. Oh, why tell his oh. mom? You fucking... He's cleaned up the shit. You've embarrassed him. Well, oh, it cost him his job as well, you fucking... <laughs> Fuck them. It said she worked in the NHS, didn't it? I hope yeah. she's got COVID coming out of a cunt by now. No. Fuck her. <laughs> Fucking middle class shit eel. Shitting on the little working class man. So desperate, so many drops to do in his day. He hasn't got anywhere to fucking shit or time to do it. He didn't know he was on her garden. God, I hate everyone involved apart from the driver. Poor bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had to shit on the road? I've never had to shit in a bush, no. I've pissed in some quite dodgy places, though, to be fair, where people just see me blatantly pissing, but I'm like, I can't see that this will piss myself, <laughs> and I ain't doing that. Yeah, I think we've got the gist yeah. of this story, haven't we? Poor bastard. Yeah, but you should have taken that live is off. Definitely, yes. That was a mistake. I always take mine off when I have a shit at work, <laughs> and that's just because it's like, well... Yeah, but do you go out and shit in the woods? No, no, we have toilets and everything. I just buy always take off. Well, you know, it's just comfort, innit? I want to feel comfy. I don't want to feel like I'm at work. <laughs> Sat on my phone for a bit, play a game. You even shit like a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> at least I don't hang my trousers up. Yeah, I'm not wearing them for <laughs> You know, I just, just take off anything that's hanging. <laughs> you know, I don't want to get in the way, do I? I can't remember if it was one of my nephews or my best mate's sons, but one of them had this habit when they were little they, they had to completely take everything off to sit on the toilet. And I was like, you're going to have to stop that before you start school, <laughs> He carries that on into adulthood. That could be, or even teenage years, that could be fucking dang, that's arrestment territory. <laughs> what are you doing, you freak? Having a poo? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you naked? <laughs> Why aren't you? <laughs> Freak! It's a valid point though, isn't it? Mm. Why aren't you naked? Why aren't you? <laughs> this place would be a lot better if there was more naked people about. <laughs> Not so well shitting though. Oh, this poor driver. Oh well. Yeah. That was the news then, I guess. Well, we have one more piece of lo- local murder oh. from a, a, a friend of mine who was uh, committed. I won't say the name. That's probably, I don't know if I can do that. Well, I guess not. She had some mental issues and I knew her. She suffered with depression. It's not laughing thing until... But I saw her last a couple of years ago and heard nothing from her. It was one of them things, messaged her, had no response. She stabbed her mob and burnt the house down and buried the body in the wood and lift the body in the woods. Wow. And I was like, what? Wow. Fuck. In our town? In, in Shifnam, yeah. <laughs> Very close to us. This lockdown's making people go fucking crazy, isn't it? Oh, yeah, did yeah. it happen during lockdown? I think it did, yeah. It was last month, it was in June. I didn't hear of it until the, uh, the other day. Oh, man. Okay, I'm just looking right now to see if I can... But, yeah, it's like, rings I know too many people who've killed people. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew that bloke who killed that teenager in the church, churchyard in Maidley a few years ago. All right. I knew him. I didn't know him like, really intimately. Mm. I just knew him. I knew... I'd, I'd, in, I'd been introduced to him. He was in the TA, he was leaving as I was joining. Mm. <laughs> this one. Went to school with several members of a grooming gang. Oh dear. Yes, we did. Both yeah. of us did, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Several prominent members. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're friends. They were friends, but we were. We were you know, yeah. so I know too many people who who are doing dodgy shit, and I, it's not even intentional. Not good. It's not good. 
It's not good at all. Right, um, shall we go on to the main cut and thrust of today's topic then? Or are you still doing some online research? Uh, I, can, I can multitask. I'm Fantastic. Well, all right. The Windscale Disaster. Literally, Britain Chernobyl that was covered up until 1988 when finally the uh, documents were released. Wind. And there was... Yeah, Windscale. It was a place... Uh, it's Cumbria. It's called Sellafield now. Okay. Nothing to do with Windrush. No. Though I did find it funny how all our scandals have got wind in <laughs> That's them. That's what I was just saying. Yeah. Because we live on an island. Mm. It is very blowy. <laughs> it is up there. So I'll give you a little bit of background to the situation of the times because it fits in. So after the Second World War, Britain is literally desperate to remain a world power. Much the same as nowadays. But even more desperate because all of a sudden you've got atomic weapons. Right, yeah. A lot of Brits had worked on the Manhattan Project. Their expertise had been invaluable. But when it came to the end of the war, the Americans said, Oh no, we're not sharing that with you yet. Wanted to keep the monopoly on it. Of course they did. And the Russians got the bomb in 47. Mm. And the Brits were like, right, we've got to do something. Mm. So... Labour government as well. was a Labour government. So they said, right, we're going to start producing our own plutonium for our own bombs. We want 200 bombs. And this started in 1946. Mm. Right? So work began on these... Uh, Two graphite-moderated reactors known as piles on the Cumbrian coast. Uh, these are not producing energy. They are just producing stuff for warheads. That is it. Okay. Pile 1 was operational October 1950. Pile 2 operational in June 1951. And they were completely different. I mean, you, you had people building nuclear reactors at this point, but these things were completely different from anything else anyone else was building. Cheaper, by chance? <laughs> Cheaper, and they, they were sort of thinking, well, this is what we, we proposed to the Americans during the Manhattan Project to refine the plutonium, and we think that it's a really good idea. But they rejected it because but they rejected it's a it. bloody awful idea. Yes, they rejected it because it had inherent flaws, mm. which we shall find out about shortly. Now, this reactor literally is a large block of graphite with horizontal channels drilled through it for fuel cartridges. These cartridges consisted of a 30-centimetre long uranium rod rod, rod, encased in an aluminium canister to protect it from the air as uranium becomes highly reactive when hot and can catch fire. Mm. Now, the rods were pushed into the channels at the front. Mm. This is known as the charge face, with new rods being added at a calculated rate. This pushes the other cartridges back until they fall out of, the, of a hole at the back of the reactor and they should land in a little water channel where they should cool and then they can be collected. Right? Yep. Seems fairly simple, doesn't it? Yep. And what we'll call an unusual design, these things were air-cooled. Not water-cooled, yeah. mm -hmm. air-cooled. Doesn't seem like a good idea. But they were terrified of what happens if the water pumps go. Yeah, but what what about the shit that... So they're cooling it with the air. Where's that air go then, man? It's going up a chimney. Out right. into the Cumbrian countryside. <coughs> That's good. Radioactive particles in the air. Yes. Now, they did build a filter, didn't they? They did. I will get to that shortly. So during the construction, one of the physicists working on the project wondered what would happen if a new fuel cartridge was pushed in too hard, 
causing the one being ejected to miss the narrow water channel and hit the floor behind that. In this scenario, the hot uranium could catch fire, which meant that radioactive uranium oxide dust was blown up the reactor's chimney, and when the issue was raised and the suggestion of filters was sort of brought up, everyone went, that's too difficult. Don't worry about that, that won't happen. Filters, too expensive. Didn't even make the minutes of the meeting. Fuck. That suggestion. Just dismissed it out of hand. Just dismissed it. However, the guy in charge, the project team leader, the wonderfully named Sir John Cockcroft. <laughs> <laughs> I need um, cockers to be on our side. <laughs> was alarmed enough to actually go, you know what, we should probably get these filters. Mm. Seems fair. These Seems were fair. <laughs> <laughs> but these were then known by, to me. by everybody, um, at the, work, the workforce, the engineers, as Cockcroft's follies. Because they said that there's an unnecessary expense, completely unnecessary expense, it won't happen. Great thing though, they, they were put in because this could have been a lot worse. And the concerns about the fuel cartridges were not unfounded. So many, in fact, missed the water channel. It became routine for staff to walk behind the pile, the reactor, and scoop the cartridges with shovels back into the water. Nice British low tech. Yeah. solution to a problem that shouldn't exist in the first place. And how long were some of them there? They could have been there for months. Certainly days. Okay. Um, they would probably maybe do one a day, maybe do a sweep a day, a couple of sweeps a day, check, but, but that's still day. sat there for a few hours. Yeah, and that's pumping radioactive dust into the Cumbrian air. Yeah. Because uh, that well, so many shite, I heard. So many yeah, they weren't, they weren't amazing. They didn't work properly. Is that why there's so many mentally retarded people from that area? <laughs> Are there? I don't know. Is that a scientific study you would have taken? Cumbria. You're right from Cumbria. And why some of them have got three legs? Yeah. I don't know. I've never met a person from Cumbria. I don't even know where the fuck it is. You did tell me a minute ago and I'm stoner brain. Up north a bit. It's on the, oh, it's on the Scottish border, Carlisle. Oh, come on. Why'd they always put everything why they always hey? put everything dangerous and nuclear <laughs> in Scotland? Be, come on, they wanna be backwards over that part of the world, don't they? Master, if you take a lighter up there, they will worship us in God <laughs> for bringing fire to them. Uh, <laughs> Carlisle <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> Alright, well on other occasions fuel cartridges became stuck in channels and they burst open. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. This guy called Frank Leslie was a scientist. He was going around taking... Because he was thinking, well, this isn't a great system we've got going here. No. I'm going to go and actually check for radioactivity in the surrounding farmland and village. God. And yeah, guess what? It was higher than background radiation should be. They should have been doing that anyway. No, it shouldn't have been doing that. No, but they should have been taking... Yes, the oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the problem was this was kept a secret, even from the staff at the station. Of course it was. So they didn't know. Hence... The cover-up at the end will explain why they didn't know. Okay. The accident itself, on the 7th of October 1957, Pile 1's operators noticed the reactor was heating up a little bit more than usual. Okay. What you get is a thing called a Wigner release. This was the method for getting rid of this. Energy gets stored in the graphite, mm. and it can build up and build up and build up until eventually you will get an explosion. Mm. Not a nuclear explosion, but certainly a dirty bomb kind of explosion. Mm. So what you do is a release. 
and they basically heat the entire core to stabilise everything and then lower the temperature again. So we should all go up together and mm -hmm. come down together. That should release the energy in the graphite. Okay. It had been successful eight times previously, and but this time it was only partially successful. Channel 2053, which shows to show how big this fucking thing is, didn't drop in temperature. Okay. So there's obviously some kind of fire. They did a second Wigner release the next day on the 8th, and they thought at the time that that worked. Mm. However, on the 10th, the alarm bells metaphorically began to ring. The temperature in the core was rising and reaching 400 degrees C. Fuck. That's quite hot. That's rather hot. I mean, I've been literally stewing in my own fucking juices the last few days, yeah. and it's been 30 degrees C. Wow. Most things go in the oven at like 180, don't yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> so, this is going at 400, and remember that this uranium is really flammable. Yeah. You've also got an air cooling system. What does oxygen do to fire? Uh, yeah, it makes it go big, doesn't it? Yeah. Starve a flame of oxygen, it goes out, doesn't it? That's Even it. I know that. Yeah, that's, that's why GCSE physics. That's why we only know of fire existing on Earth. Because mm. uh, the oxygen levels everywhere else we've seen are not high enough. They have has some to be better way of doing it though. Between about 16 and 20, I think, percent of the air has okay. to be oxygen for fire to. What about, if the oxygen, what about if the atmosphere is just like methane, which is highly flammable anyway? Well, that's different. I don't know. But apparently, yeah, fire. We only know of it existing on Earth. Well, thanks, Prometheus. Thanks for stealing it from the Greek gods. Fire. Dun, dun, dun. I bring you to birth. Obviously, you can have fire in a, in a space station. Not a good idea, though, is it? No. Not <laughs> good at all. Hey, I was going to... What you bring that fire pit with you for, <laughs> astronaut Carter? Get a bit oh, chilly in space, isn't it? <laughs> it's cold up here, mate. It's cold inside. There's no kind of atmosphere. It's like the Australian <laughs> astronauts trying to take a barbie with. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a bloody space, you know. <laughs> Putting a shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> 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 the flames just apparently just go like waves across the. We'll go across waves. No like, gravity. Yeah. Because there's oxygen, obviously. Oh, yeah. So fire's not even a being gravity anymore. Oh, can't they do an experiment? Oh, they don't want to no. fire. They don't want to fuck about with fires, but I just said, couldn't they put a module out and like light some fires remotely <laughs> and that and study it, fire without gravity? To me, that's quite interesting. What fire? How does fire behave without gravity? That's mad. Well, it I goes in massive it. waves. Yeah, up yeah, and like, down. I think they've had fires in space. Yeah, I, I can't have, picture yeah. it. I can't picture it. Like how it yeah. would behave. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's weird. Well, you'll have to rewatch Armageddon because I'm pretty sure that there's a fire on the space station in that movie. Oh, I bet it just behaves like Earth fire, though, doesn't it? Cause yeah, it might do. Anti gravity. Yeah, it might like do. Yeah. That's the same film where they decide it's going to be easier to spend fucking drill people <laughs> to be astronauts than train astronauts to be drill people. I don't think they paid attention to the particulars of fire behaviour in space. Uh, well, they only had eight days to train them, that's why. Mass produced Hollywood shite. Uh, I like that movie. I know you do. <laughs> it's, it was inspired our upcoming sitcom. <laughs> so fucking silly. Right, sorry. So, in another attempt to cool the pile, the cooling fans were sped up. Okay. Sounds, so, sounds like a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Sending loads more oxygen yeah, in there. They're thinking, oh man, it's really hot. 
I don't think it's on fire yet, so maybe if we put enough oxygen in, it'll cool it down. Cold oxygen, Cold though. oxygen. Everything's cold We're not up there. totally stupid, are we? <laughs> Turn on the fans. <laughs> Turn on the AC. <laughs> At that point, the radiation detectors in the chimney indicated a rather substantial release. Mm. Because, you know, just like that <laughs> first sex after lockdown's going to be... <laughs> A substantial release. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> I've wanked that much, there'll be nothing for that. <laughs> Just dust now, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I've literally seen all the porn to the point where I'm about to start watching live cam girls. I can't have seen it before if it's live. <laughs> I must admit, I am getting slightly fed up of what's recommended to me nowadays. <laughs> Noticed though, mm-hmm. like just brief detail to <coughs> oh, Pornhub. God. Oh, God. Right, right. I, I was scrolling down, like you know, because it says like what's popular in the UK, you know, what's <laughs> recommended for you, and then like what's popular near you. A lot of incest porn going on <laughs> in the UK, you know. All this stepbrother, sister, stepsister. I think it's everywhere. To be fair, you know, it's like a lot of that going on Very in the UK. That's a thing that does nothing for me. That's because you've got no siblings. Well, yeah, but even so. No. Yeah. So, back to the yeah. next. I was just puzzled <laughs> by the amount of incest porn creeping into the mainstream. May I suggest mindful sex? <laughs> I've heard them before. <laughs> yeah, I'll get into that. It was assumed that a, a cartridge had burst inside the core, and that was why everything was so hot. And ah. it, it hadn't just burst, though, it had caught fire. It was on fire. And speeding up the fans only increased the airflow, fanning the flames, Ugh. spreading the fire to other channels, and soon radioactivity in the chimney was rapidly increasing. The core temperature continued to rise, and the operators began to suspect the core was on fire. Are these meant to be fucking scientists or fucking trained monkeys yeah. operating this thing? Well, I suppose they're like, you've got to know what you're doing, but the this is a new technology as well, remember? It's like me working... At, this is a terrible analogy, but... I'll try it. It's just popped into my mind. It's never like stopped me. you before. It's like me working <laughs> at Tesco. Right? I work at Tesco and I'm like, sir, sir, I have some concerns about, you know, the way we're operating. I don't think it's really ethical. It might be dangerous to, like, everyone's health. Yeah, we're here to make money. Shut up, fool. We need the plutonium <laughs> for the bombs, yes. does, Mike. We have a mission here. We have a quota. You know, you don't we... hit quotas by worrying about science and <laughs> health and safety. <laughs> it could be radiation. <laughs> Fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> we're making war bombs. <laughs> we're making hydrogen. <laughs> well, we're making atomic bombs, and then we're going to make hydrogen bombs. We can't let the Ruskies get a leap on us, can we? Even though we already had. This is about world domination, not whether a few thickies in the local area go a bit green and sick and a bit <laughs> cancery. That's it. Fuck them. Think of the military-industrial complex, Mike. It needs its money. It needs its bombs it to be built. It's a sad thing. It does. Uh, we need that plutonium. We all know it too well. <sighs> makes you fucking cock up. <laughs> I'm just thinking about renewing nuclear weapons makes oh, me... Oh. Cancer kids. No, just the act of just renewing the tried and weapon system. Making bombs to scare the rest uh, of the world into not fucking with us. Yeah, Got 200 you. warheads, that's enough to obliterate a small chunk of Europe. Yeah, fuck you, Russia. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the cancer kids. <laughs> now they'd all be dead by now. Anyway, this was a 50. They'll die in point. the first strike. It doesn't matter. Life was their life expectancy in 1950 in fucking northwest England. It was not going to be that fucking great. Anyway, <laughs> was it? Not with radiation <laughs> drifting around in the fucking area. Yeah, had no teeth anyway. <laughs> well, this is true. Although the toothless thing is slowly mo- moving further down south now. Yeah. All right, so basically they're beginning to suspect the core is on fire. And it is on fire. Yeah. Tom Hughes, who was the second in charge uh, to the reactor manager, suggested examining the reactor personally. So he and another bloke put on some protective equipment, full respirator gear, which at least our guys had, which was better than the 1986 Russian fucking version, who just had paper hats on. (laughs) At least our guys had radiation suits. They were in fucking pyjamas. That's it. (laughs) Literally had paper suits on. Oh, yeah, 400 miners, send them down the hole. Oh, Oh, we can't... You get no fans, though, so just... um, And all they wore was their fucking hats. 200 of them, 100 of them are dead. I mean, oh. So, they've got their respirators on. Yeah, they've actually got some kit. And yeah. uh, an inspection plug was taken out. And they saw to their horror that four channels of fuel were just glowing cherry red. <laughs> Probably not the best place to be looking through an inspection port either. Oh, oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and that's why now they have a healthy red glow. Is that meant to happen? <laughs> Why is um, my face peeling? <laughs> <laughs> hey, your, your skin's going black! Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, your face is melting. <laughs> I don't feel so good, boss. <laughs> 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 Stiff up a lip, Johnson, for fuck's sake! <laughs> it's only radiation? Yes. <laughs> you need some every day. <laughs> Keeps you healthy. Yes. <laughs> Think of the Queen. <laughs> and hold my lips on. <laughs> <laughs> I say your eyes popping out. Uh, or is it just sort of falling? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh well. So There's a it? quote later on that's brilliant and oh, it's okay. it's from the, the actual station chief, it's fantastic. He was he was pretty cool in this. Obviously not with the decision making, but certainly uh, in his quotes. Now he's this is a massive risk, even with the suits, you're literally the, it's not, they're not designed to take this kind of stuff, no. are they? I mean, the, the fucking reactor's on fire. Mm. <laughs> so he went back several times. He went, he stood and went the back, looked at it and went, fuck me, that is literally on fire. They're glowing red. Mm. It's a fierce fire, raging and playing. And it was because it was coming out the back of the reactor at mm. this point. The reinforced concrete containment shield over the top was getting rather hot. The problem is that that concrete was only designed to go to a certain temperature before it started to break apart and uh, collapse. Mm. So, obviously, it's brown trousers time at this point because mm-hmm. you've got to put out a fire Oops. in something that's never happened before mm. with your air-cooled reactor. Mm. So, you know no water one, in the bottom. Well, no that's one... radioactive. <laughs> <laughs> no one knew how to go about fighting it. So we had to sort of run in the fans, obviously didn't work. So Tom Hughes and his colleague, they managed to create a fire break by ejecting some undamaged cartridges. So at least it's confined now. And, he, and then the guy, Tom Tui, I'm going to call him TT, just mm-hmm. easier, suggests bludgeoning the mounted cartridges out the back of the reactor with scaffolding poles. That's oh. how low tech we're at. Wow. So it's like, right, ram it in. 
Okay. Get it out the back. It's like the fucking chuckle, brother. <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> to you, to me, to me, to you. Just so, just push all this radioactive shit. Yeah, for push it out the back. At least when it falls the in the field. water. Oh, into the water. Right? Right. Or probably actually some of it's not going to hit the water mm. and carry on burning, and now that smoke's going to go up the chimney, and the radiation filters aren't great and are already probably pretty overworked. Mm. Wow. That's his did suggestion. They, so they, did they do that? Though? No, it was impossible to do. Oh. Everything was just wedged in. It was melting. Oh. It was. It's no white hot. Mm. They tried using carbon dioxide to smother it. it. Didn't work. They didn't have enough of it. No effect. And on the morning of the 11th of October, 11 tons of uranium were on fire. Fuck. 11 tons. Temperatures were becoming extreme. One reading said it was at 1300 degrees C. The shield around the reactor is in danger of collapse. Well. And everyone's just like, well, what the fuck do we do? Leg it. <laughs> <laughs> Change of plan. Leg it. <laughs> TT goes, well, you know what, we've got one last throw of the dice here. We're going to have to fucking try and douse it in water. Problem is when you try and douse highly radioactive material in water is you get a chain reaction where the hydrogen splits off and the whole thing fucking explodes. So that's what happened, is it? No. Oh. But they tried the water. Yeah. They fed it into the feed fuel channels and TT literally goes up to the top of the reactor and he's like listening for any sign that there's a reaction going on in there. A high tech. Yeah, because they don't, they don't. They've got no other way. He's literally on top of the reactor in all the gear, with his fucking head pressed to the fucking side of it. What does a reaction sound like? I assume there'd have been some kind of build up of gas or something like that. That'd be, that'd be audibly mm. noticeable because it would be a quite a violent reaction. <laughs> I can hear something. I can hear something. It just. <laughs> This, but this is the level we're at. Propels him into the stratosphere. <laughs> What's left of him? Yeah. <laughs> Just a skull, probably. Mm. A skull. An irradiated skull. An irradiated skull and a wow. severed penis. <laughs> the water was ineffective. So then, actually, I tell her like that wasn't last. The water was the second to last throw of the dice. So TT then says, right. Everyone gets out of the building. I'm going to stay here with the fire chief. We're going to cut off all the cooling and ventilation. We'll just try and smother it mm. with no oxygen. And again, he climbs the reactor several times to check as this is going on. And the quote is, um, First the flames went out and then the glow began to, to die down a bit. I went up to check several times until I was satisfied the fire was out. I did stand to one side, sort of, hopefully, but um, if you're staring straight down at the core of a shutdown reactor, you're going to get quite a bit of radiation. Uh, <laughs> don't say. <laughs> love the, love the, the casualness of that. <laughs> this is Britain in the 50s. This has made us great. Yeah. And gave that, a lot of people cancer. <laughs> that casual approach to nuclear death. I'm fully demised. Yeah. That was in the 50s, wasn't it? Oh. I don't know. No, um, was that, that was later? 70s Eight. and 80s, oh, I think. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, fluoride in the water, lead in the paint. <laughs> Actually, read an interesting thing about slight divergence. 
The fact that leads used to be literally in the air off cars, like everyone used leaded petrol. They reckon that sort of our parents' generation might have like had lead poisoning, and that's why, as they've got older, sort of certain members of the older generation are slightly less compassionate, more likely to harbour extreme views. Could explain dementia. Could explain a lot of dementia. I think just that's what happens. I'm only 37 and I fucking hate everything and everything. Yeah. I never used to. <laughs> I used to find joy in some things. Bad air still yeah. kills 40,000 people a year in Britain. You know, I read about once that no one ever talks about. I'm sure I've mentioned it on the show. It's some little factoids that I like. Something nobody talks about is brake dust. Yeah, because... Constantly. So it's, it's hot magnesium, metal, some of it? Hot metal pressing against... It's very low tech to slow a car down, right? Mm. Think of how many fucking vehicles there are. Mm. It's like microscopic, but it's there. Yeah. It's heavy metal, isn't it? Or it's some sort of metal. Anyway, apparently that's just that's as bad for you, if not worse, this. than the fucking nitrous oxide the stuff coming out of the exhaust, basically. Yeah, I bet. Because uh, it's molten as well. Mm, yeah. Ah, well. Ah, well. If it's not the radiation, get... it's the molten metal in the air. You've got to get from A to B. <laughs> you have. They then kept water flowing through it to cool it down for 24 hours and it was completely cold. They then spilled the no-contaminated water out onto the forecourt of the plant. <laughs> it's better, better. They've got to put it somewhere, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spill it out, it'll go back into the water table. Yeah. There wasn't as many cars out there. There wasn't a big, you know... Fine. <laughs> the actor has remained sealed since the accident and still contains 15 tonnes of highly radioactive fuel. It will remain there until 2037. We've well, started to clear it out a bit now, but it costs a lot of money to do, so it's... We'd better open visit then before it goes. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, the thing is, there's a nuclear power station built around this thing now. Well, that makes sense. Sellafield. Yeah. Makes There's... sense. Are they using that shit they poured into the fork? <laughs> <laughs> but there was an atmospheric release of radioactive material spread across Europe. And they measure it in Curies. They named after the Curies, who yeah. obviously invented it. There was 20,000 of them. They invented it, but they discovered it. Yeah. Well, yeah, 20,000 Curies. There is not a sort of cesium, iodine and polonium... Nowadays, I actually think it's probably closer to 40,000. And what's back, What's normal background? Yeah, so that's like 200 times above normal background radiation. It's not good, is it? No, no it isn't, to be fair. And of course, this thing's going out. Around this plant, I'm not going to say power plant, it's around this reactor, is farmland, cows, livestock, there's a village. Yeah. All of this stuff is going straight into the food food cycle. Yeah. It's going into the it's going into the meat, it's going into the grass, it's going into the milk. They literally did a two hundred mile exclusion zone and they found that all the milk in that area was full of radioactive iodine. They did basically got rid of two million gallons. They diluted it to like a thousand thousand parts diluted and then just bunged it in the Irish Sea. <laughs> but I bet a lot of that milk was getting out into yeah. the market. Well, yeah, because this was go- this had been going on. Yeah. This thing was leaking. This was like a bad because of a massively flawed design, which someone really should have fucking said something about. Yes, this stuff was getting out anyway, just not to this level. But this, this is fucking 
kicked out like a hundred times more than should be getting out. It's, it's insane. It's actually at a level five out of seven for the seriousness of a nuclear accident. Mm. The scale goes to seven. Yeah. This was a five. Wow. What's the description for it again? I forget. Oh, I can't remember what it's called now. Yes, either way. Wide destruction, I think. Something is, like yeah. that. I don't know where Chernobyl was on that. I'd imagine a fucking six, because around seven is like, it's going to fucking blow when it does. Obviously, this was terrible. They reckon at least 240 people have died from cancer. They can pin down. Most of those got cancer as kids, because a lot of iodine going into the air gets absorbed by the thyroid. A lot of them got throat cancer, lung cancer, various other things. It could be thousands because yeah. this thing spread all over fucking all over northern Europe. The wind carried it, wouldn't it? The wind carried it, yeah, it went up in the atmosphere. Safest form of power nuclear, you know. Apparently uh, so. Until it all goes horribly wrong. <laughs> it's like flying a plane though, isn't it? Nine times out of ten, everything goes fine. Mm. Almost ten I'd times say, out I'd of ten. I'd say ninety nine out of a hundred. Yeah. But every now and then when it does go wrong, it goes spectacularly wrong. And, you know, what are you going to do? Stop flying. <laughs> but this isn't making a power, though, is it? This is about making plutonium for oh, atomic yeah. bombs. They're up. not making power with this. Yeah, but they are, in a way, aren't they? We're making a different... We're making our power. power. Yeah. More power. Britannia. Unlimited power. <laughs> <laughs> That's like woke people on Twitter, that is. They remind me of the Emperor. <laughs> Unlimited power. <laughs> they shut down a screening of a kindergarten cup. What? What's in, wrong with kindergarten cup? In Portland. Why? Because we shouldn't be trivialising or celebrating police officers in schools because they have very oh, bad effects fuck. on schools. He Even though he's undercover. undercover, I know. I know he doesn't shoot any fucking kids. But, <laughs> <laughs> I doubt he even had his good on him when he was teaching the kids. He, he shoots one person at the end and he's a very bad man. He is. Fucking it's ridiculous. Unlimited power. I mean, I can understand series like Cops, which glorify it. Mm-hmm. That's one thing, but kindergarten. She cop. she compared it to something else that's been banned, like a really racially, you know, like one of them old Disney things. It's you know something really Song of the South or something. Something like really that is quite yeah. fucking tasteless by today's standards. Like compared it to that sort of thing. Like we can't encourage this. I was like, fuck. There's no end to it. I just want to control everything that you're exposed to. I read an article. I don't like it, so you can't watch it. I read an article where some uh, woman, like a woke person, a woke female, was comparing skyscrapers to phallic objects ejaculating into the sky and they should be torn down. I will quote. It's, glo- it's glorifying the patriarchy. Mike, Mike, this is the perfect opportunity I agree to with quote. <laughs> Bill Hicks, what did he say yeah. when somebody says. Oh, how come all fucking missiles are shaped like dicks? He's like, have you ever seen a fanny-shaped missile? (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't work. And what would a fanny-shaped building, what use would that be? It would be so fucking uneconomic in terms Mm. of space. It would be a big fucking horrible lump on the ground. (laughs) The reason why you grow, you build up, is because it's cheaper than building... Oh, space! You know what to do with cocks, you mad bastards! It's not me! <laughs> ah, I triggered! Read, I read that article! I was mm. going to save it for weird news, I thought it might trigger you too oh, much. Triggered. You read the full article. It's Twitter. Twitter's the most... It's, well, no. Twitter's insane. It doesn't represent real life, because everyone's either extremely liberal or they're completely up, yeah. sick of extreme liberalism. 
So you never get a sensible fucking. It's just people screeching at each other. Yeah, it is. But it's fucking it addictive, man. I don't participate anymore because I can't be asked with the replies. I like coming in with a zinger, but then I don't like there being a reply, and I'm like, well, oh, now I've got to come up with another one. Uh, I'm like, how dare you reply? Uh, but if you do it right, where you you sort of Silence cheekily them. mock both parties before adding a witty comment, yeah. you can probably get away with it. I just tend to base it out, honestly, like, it sounds very sad, but just read about wrestling, movies, just things that aren't real. It's a lot better for your mental health. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Fair play. I've got my PlayStation back, man. Hey, I'm going to give you your game back. We've been held apart for six months because this COVID shit. Fuck. Did someone run it through a... A field of wheat towards you. <laughs> if somebody held me back from Champa for six months, I think I'd be killing people. I did hug it. Uh, <laughs> Mike, tell Gaz what got game you just started on Champo. Mike has too much time in his hands, clearly. New Zealand 5th Division. <laughs> as well as like the English like, divisions. No, he just started the New Zealand 5th Division. Yeah, it was just okay. a, a patch that someone designed. Wow. Put, put the New Zealand League on. I thought, I'll give that a shot. I'm Tate Atatu in the New Zealand 5th Division. I've got no fans, no ground. How can there be five divisions in New Zealand? It's a bottom one. They haven't got any people, have they? See, that's what I get pissed off about them being so fucking proud of their Covid thing. You're a tiny fucking little island with no people on it. It was they easier did, for you. There's five million, but the thing is, they did, like, as soon as they had the first case, they went, lockdown, they didn't yeah, they wait did for it. a few hundred people to die. They, they did it very lockdown. sensibly, they trapped and traced everybody, I realise, but it is still easier to do that in New Zealand than, I don't know, let's say, somewhere big, significant. London. Yeah, somewhere important. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Harsh. I'm sure those five million Kiwis are on the warpath now, in you? Oh, they're not allowed anywhere, though, are they? Because they've got to keep it. Well, give them, two, give them the 24 hours and two weeks to sit in quarantine. They're going to have a bunch of pissed off Maoris or such a yeah, house. I'll be outside quarantine in a gingham dress. Mr. <laughs> 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 Flivel's very cross. <laughs> we must confuse so many listeners with the Red Dwarf. Mm-hmm. Should we just get onto the cover up? Oh, yeah, what happened? Huh. They had an investigation. It was called the Penny Report, usually named after the dude that does it. Right. It was classified until 1988. No one knew this happened wow. until 1988. When was the disaster? 57? 57, yeah. I bet some of the cancer kids were suspicious, mm. though. <laughs> hey, we're living next to that nuclear yeah. place. A lot of people getting cancer. Yeah. My lips fell off. <laughs> My dick fell off. <laughs> <laughs> they blamed it on an error of judgment on part of the work on the part of the workers. Of course, not the flawed oh. reactor design yeah. that's, I'd argue, more flawed than the Chernobyl design. Because yeah. if you just keep the Chernobyl one ticking over at a nice little steady rate, it's not going to do anything bad. Mm. It's just because of that test they did. This thing sat on fire of its own fucking accord. It's amazing though, isn't it? In a, in a Soviet state, mm. it's all meant to be secretive, Chernobyl came out, whereas an open, supposed democracy mm. that we live in, was kept secret for 30 years. Yeah, we've yeah. still got a secret, so haven't we? Of course we have. And the main reason I know was... What you're saying. It's just the irony, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah, like, we think of them as being all like... Yeah. Yeah. But secretive. We should look further to home, closer to home. Of course. Um, the oh, main well. reason that they wanted to sort of sweep this under the rug is that Eisenhower had kind of agreed to go, all right, how about you and us work on a, a nuclear weapons programme together? 
and we didn't want to seem like completely incompetent fools mm. who couldn't refine plutonium for our own bombs, never mind design a fucking rocket. Yeah. Oh, well. That was basically yeah. it. We didn't Fuck. want to look like fools. Through some trial and error, though. But if it had been reported, mm. you never know. We may have got rid of it. We may have got rid of atomic testing and shit. Atomic bomb. Atomic weapons, yeah. I doubt it. They're, them bombs are just too powerful. Well, no. I mean, Not to have one mm. for Britain. This is what you look at. Britain's coming out of the Second World War. Our role in the world is diminishing. Our empire wants its independence. We haven't got enough money to keep together through force. Mm. But we still want to stay up with the big boys. Because, yeah. I don't know, let's say we intervene in one of our former colonies and it's a communist state now and the Soviet Union backs it. They can go, get the fuck out or we'll nuke you. Mm. And we've got no comeback to that. Oh, all right then. Yeah. That's what the nuclear weapons are used as in the Cold War. Of course. It's the ultimate poker game, and Britain wanted to sit at the table. Saber rattling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the same. Our own Chernobyl that none of us have ever fucking heard about. And chances are, mm-hmm. our parents caught some of this. Mm-hmm. They're the age. My mum was born fifty-three. My dad forty-eight. Thankfully, so they were kids when this was happening. Yeah. The wind's coming this way. As you're a northern monkey, it's very possible that your ancestors were affected by this. Mike and I have a, however, being from more. Sort of erudite Midland stuff. Oh, a northern monk. Uh, your entire family's uh, never left Dorley. Uh, how can you so proud of your northern connections then? Burnley and all that. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I support Blackburn Rovers. <laughs> I say that to him. I don't support Burnley. Blackburn, is it? He'll stab you. Is it Burnley that you like? No, it's Blackburn. I like oh, Burnley or Inbreds. Right, Burnley's the one you hate. <laughs> yeah, you don't Blackburn. like Burnley. They're both up north. That's football, though, isn't it? Both that's... up north and oh, so yeah, Mike Black... hates Notts County, but he, you know, he's. <laughs> Nah, yeah. I'm just saying, my parents are from like Wales and the Midlands. You know, my family's never right. left Dorley. I'm alright. You just look a little bit. <laughs> you know, might have been affected. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm joking, no. The only reason the Blackburn supporters because they won the league and he switched yeah. allegiance from Man United. Yeah. yeah, still here, right? Still here. <laughs> yeah. I did lose that bet, to be fair. I said you to him, still waiting for that money as well. It's probably 50p, probably, man. <laughs> Doesn't matter, it's still waiting. Oh, Chris Sutton. Ooh. And Shearer. Oh, Shearer. I'm just trying to remember as many players as I can from that. Sherwood, Sherwood Ripley, yeah. Lars O'Heenan, Sutton Carlin, Wilcox, uh, Wilcox, Mike uh, Newell, Mike Steve Newell. Stone. Who's that lady? No. Forrest. Oh, yeah. Don't insult rovers <laughs> like that. Steve Stone was a bag of shit. England legend. He was ace for a while. Yeah. Yeah. He used to do a good cross. <laughs> I just fucking hope so, he's a winger. No, that's what I mean, <laughs> so he wasn't shit. England legends, these don't. Yeah, how many caps did he get? Eight? Nine. Nine. Nine and two goals, I think. There you fucking go. Well, not convinced. More than Chris Sutton got. That's true, because he never played for England, did he? He got one. He got one cap. Yeah. Then they said, play in the B team, he went, nah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> they never beat him again. <laughs> oh, uh, Anyway, we've got onto a 90s football rabbit hole. What a load um, that's, of shit. That is the Windscale disaster. Does anyone have any thoughts they would like to share, maybe? Um, Opinions? It's quite interesting. Uh, I'm not at all surprised. I suppose more of us should know about it. Will there be a Netflix documentary? Well, if they do, they should come yeah. to us. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, then maybe everyone would know about it. In fact, we should pitch it to Netflix, <laughs> to be fair. It's not quite as sexy, though, is it? Picture it. Northumberland. Um, <laughs> where in the holy name of fuck is Northumberland? <laughs> yeah. England. Northern England. Oh, God. Cumbria. Cumbria. It's it's grey. It's it's everything's grey. It's, it's nuclear. It's a bit green. What happened? 
Did anybody's faces melt? <laughs> no, but we could add that in. Yeah. You can for kids. Uh, <laughs> some put some bored out. children no, in no, the no. end. No, hear me out. They let some water out into the forecourt. That could be dramatic. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, it up to they'll be looking for their own Chernobyl documentary. <laughs> we can do a British one. Okay. With the brains and the talent assembled in this room, there's nothing we can't do. But as it's said in the 1950s, everybody's going to be talking like this. <laughs> uh, bloody hell, that's hot. <laughs> I say. White hot. My face. <laughs> ah! <laughs> you know. Oh, bugger. <laughs> God save the Queen. <laughs> We could do like a Spock moment, <laughs> someone could go into the core, and they're like, you know, like, are you sure you want to do this? And he's like, oh, God. <laughs> God save the Queen, Harry, and then just goes into the thing and shuts the door and puts the fire out, and then he's like up against the glass. I'm going to walk, and maybe some time. I'm going into a reactor, and maybe some time. And <laughs> prosper. <laughs> you know what I mean, uh, well, yeah, it's just, it's very interesting, but sadly not that surprising. I mean, there's bound to be loads of fuck-ups that we don't really know about. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was 1950. So, I mean, Chernobyl was a bit harder to hide, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with Chernobyl. Like, you can't really miss that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh. Everyone knew about that. A lot of radiation coming from yeah. your country, yeah, yeah. Gorby. Yeah, why were all, all our radioactive sentences going absolutely mental? Yeah. Even Sweden's picking that one up. Why can't kids in Germany go out again? No reason. <laughs> if you die, you die. Mm. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh. I'm laughing at that. But, you know, well, they tried, didn't they? They had a go. <laughs> but, I mean, I just think whoever came up with the design for that was seriously needed their head looking at. Oh, I know, but don't forget the first aeroplanes were made out of like, wood and stuff, weren't they? So, yeah, so they got the you've always the got to get through the shit, haven't you, yeah, to get to the good designs? I know what you're saying, but... Yeah, but they're putting the public health at risk. Yeah, be certain of these things. You know what I mean? You've if everyone else certain. is using water to cool it, yeah. use water to cool it. But this is how they have to weigh things up, don't they? They're looking at it going, okay, protect the public, make it safe as possible, or do we want to make some war bombs really cheap. fast? Cheap. Yeah. Cheap war bombs. Yeah. And our guys worked on the Manhattan Project. They know what they're doing. Yeah. But we'll do it cheaper. Yeah. Hire us. We don't need those Ruskies. Americans. Yeah, fuck them. They're even worse. <laughs> <laughs> tolerate them at best. No, I love you Americans. You know what they said about the Americans in the war? No. Oversexed, overpaid over here. <laughs> yeah. It is funny watching you guys. You, I don't know. I guess because I follow more American people, I suppose, but man, COVID seems to be very divisive over there. It does. It's a lot a of people political just... political fucking yeah. football over there. But like, I don't know. I suppose it is to a certain extent here, but... I don't know, we're just a lot more. Although, I've got a theory though, because my friend's been to Tesco several times and forgot his mask and just walked in confidently and no one said a word to him. And I said, well, wouldn't surprise me if their staff had been advised not to challenge people. Mm. It's not worth it. Yeah. Mm. For your wages, for your personal physical safety, it's not worth it. You stay behind your screen. Mm-hmm. Don't challenge them. Yeah. Not that my friend would kick off, but I just... I'm just saying, I think that must be the general, because he said nobody said a word to him, so that, well, that must be the the case. I walked in the shop up there the other day, up mm. the road, walked in, I literally said, oh shit, stopped to the doorway, uh, pulled my mask out of my pocket, uh, and the girl behind the counter just went, ah, come in. Yeah, mm. they don't care. No, everyone does. Oh, it's mad. Mad, I don't know what to think. I really don't. Well, masks work. 
at the end of the day, they stop the spread. Mm. My mum made me a cool Spider-Man one, so I don't mind wearing that. I've got a, I've got a Joker one mm. with the, the, the sort of cut lips oh, up shit. the side and it says, why so serious? <laughs> well, the pandemic, probably. Yeah, so we've got something to do with it. But, you, know, you know, I know it's terrible. Mm. I've loved every fucking minute. Because you haven't been to work, exactly. you bastard. Exactly, I've had six, <laughs> nearly six months off. It's been incredible. I mean, all right, I've, but I am 3.5 tonnes of, met, of, of raw sexual aggression, but, oh God. you know, oh God. <laughs> I've never used to be three and a half tonnes. What a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've really got to get on a diet. And I started off so well in lockdown for the first three weeks. I worked out, I ate clean, and after that, all went downhill. Yeah, it does quickly. Well, well, apparently, stationery isn't that important, but plastic windows seem to be. Ah, stationery's only important if enough people are in work to order it. That's a very, very good point, yes. Oh, well, I'll see if I can get a job at our place. All right, yeah, I can just well, do actually, too. Let me start there first. Yeah. See if I could survive a week. <laughs> we'll see. We're mostly working either alone or with one other person, so... I can I can be your driver's yeah. mate. There you go. We'll just see. sit in the van all day and smoke weed and listen to podcasts. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. We are still doing the pod, though. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we got distracted. I think it's fucking terrible. Yeah. I think it's just... I was shocked that I'd never heard of it. I stumbled across it by accident on YouTube. Yeah. I went through a phase of watching threads on YouTube. Oh, God. You do it to yourself, you do. Um, well, why would you choose to watch Friends if we're not Because I was like, I hadn't, seen, I hadn't seen Threads for a while, and I thought, you know what? I fancy watching Threads, and then I started watching documentaries on the development of the hydrogen bomb. Wow. Our two YouTube feeds couldn't be much more different. <laughs> Mine's like people looking for rare toys in Walmarts and stuff. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Mine's like um, Warhammer 40,000 theories. Some wrestling. Uh, I've managed to get rid of the alt-right out of my timeline. <laughs> Honestly, I fucked myself over a little bit by watching a bit of everything. and like, like Yeah, because I like people ranting against wokeness. That's good. Ranting against like immigration and gay marriage. And like, uh, that's not me. That's not my spectrum. <laughs> but I've managed to stop all political. Like I do not need to watch videos of woke protesters being beaten up anymore. It's fine. It's not good for mental health. So, yeah, it's people on fig hunts for action figures, wow. um, wrestling, uh, yeah. I'm going to go to our B&M, our local B&M bargain store, and buy the Walter Peck Ghostbusters action figure. I've been there for months. I showed that to my friend the other day, because I was like, <coughs> you know, I was like, you love the Ghostbusters movie, right? And I was like, what a random figure. It took her for a while to reckon remember him, and I was like, Dickless here and all that. She's like, oh, yeah, him. That is random, isn't it? Yeah. Like, Why do you think it's the only one here? Yeah. Literally sold. It's been like, here for this, six months. Every they time I've been in there, there's still the shelf for them. I can't give it away. I will buy one <laughs> one day. Because I go in there to check the rest of the figures because they have random ones now and then. Some are more valuable than others, or rarer than others. So yeah, but I, it does make me chuckle seeing those fucking Walter Peck figures. They're what's called peg warmers. Well, they're more than peg warmers. They're like peg melters. I don't know. <laughs> Who oh. wants his action figure? Yeah. He's no been in the film for 15 that. minutes. <laughs> and he's the biggest prick in cinema history. <laughs> I want the Lewis Tully action figure from the first one. Anyone else? He was only in the film, film for five. <laughs> Anyone else from the film, <laughs> Walter Peck. <laughs> uh, and how do you turn off the containment unit, Mr. Bateman? 
God, he's such a horrible, <laughs> smarmy prick, isn't he? Yeah, but he gets his comeuppance. Yeah, he does. Gets covered in roasted marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> and that actor had to put it with to this day, people yeah. shouting at him in bars and in the street, like, Dickless! <laughs> and like, he'd be having a nice drink and someone would walk up alongside him and go, yes, it's true, this man has no dick. <laughs> you fucker. I'm with my wife. Uh, I did other films. <laughs> did he? Uh, Die Hard 2. Uh. He's a prick in that one as well. He's basically playing Walter Peck. <laughs> Typecast, then. Yeah. It's a ginger prick. Actually, a sad note on, on Ghostbusters. <laughs> I, I was in a slightly unrelated link. I, I was looking at. I've been looking at the Epstein flight logs. Oh, God. Bill Murray's on a few of them. Ooh. Yeah, probably to play golf though. Yeah, I don't think. I hope. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. I mean, Bill Murray's a pretty cool dude. I want to. I don't want. Maybe he just went there to discuss some investments. I mean, not necessarily everybody that went there. We don't know if. Stephen Hawking went there, and I don't think he was a nonsense. I don't think he was fucking. <laughs> I don't think he was, yeah. Although yeah. technically he did produce children, didn't he? So he did. someone he did. fucked him somehow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on, does it beep when it beep beep? Beep beep. Now, for the listener, am I painting a good enough audio image here? Beep beep. That's when he goes backwards. <laughs> no, what's his voice? Ah. Uh, uh, Ah, uh, uh, hang on, you do the R uh, under the beeps. So if I go back, beep, beep, ah, uh, beep, 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 you know what the phrase vinegar strokes means, don't you? I know. Yeah, yeah, I had to explain it to somebody. Oh, what is it? They were like, what the fuck's the vinegar strokes? And I was like, them last few when you're coming and it's like dipping it in vinegar because you're like, ha, 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 ha. The vinegar strokes. Now, we have, me and my friend have a market store called Different Strokes that sells paint. And we had an idea to set up a chippy and call it the vinegar strokes. <laughs> Fuck oh, me. Fuck. Oh, no. You know what to do, don't you? Just get a deep fat fire on the paint stand to <laughs> do chips. Uh, that might be the worst ten minutes in the pod's history. Uh, Bill Moore's uh, not a pedo. I hope not. But Stephen Hawkins definitely is. <laughs> D. Alright, well let's finish the show on some weird news and I think you've got some fucked up facts for us, Mike. I have. Splendid. Alright, weird news. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Okay, a woman devastated after star sign change leaves her with a wrong tattoo. Mm. Uh, Lauren Stanford from Worthing had a large Leo-inspired tattoo inked on her leg in December. But after NASA revealed a 13th zodiac sign... She was devastated. Have you heard about this? Did this turn out not to be right, though? I don't know. I've heard this was, like, from years ago and it got recycled. I don't yeah. know. Look, if you think that your star sign defines who you are as a person, you're a bit of a knob, basically. <laughs> you ain't going with her, then, but go on. No, a horoscope <laughs> fan has been left devastated after NASA revealed a 13th star sign, leaving her with a wrong tattoo. As a proud Leo... 
Lauren Sanford, 24, from Worthing, had a large lion's head inked on her right shin in tribute to her star sign. Yeah, but it's, it's still just a lion's head, though. And it still looks fun. So Lauren's birthday, which lands on the August 4th, no falls under the star sign Cancer. But if you were booking, if you had the star sign Cancer, would you have a picture of a giant crab tattooed on your leg? No, you wouldn't. I'd have to have some fucking idiot with a jug. Um, Aquarius. I'm Pisces. Big fish. But you were. Yeah. I was Sagittarius. Apparently now I'm this Ophiuchus or whatever it's called. Well, I then. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck it. It's all bollocks anyway. Yeah, I know, yeah. But apparently that's a new one they found. All right. The fire element. Wow. Lucky flowers. Personality. Best compatibility. I feel like I'm going to be fucking uh, sick. Get rid of that bollocks. Remove it from my eyesight. Ophiuchus represents the courage and perseverance of fighting against death. And people under the Ophiuchus sign can hardly be defeated. Being loyal and steady, they have a strict standard on the good and the evil. In addition, Ophiuchus people have their own ideal and goal and always stride forward to challenges with a strong motivation. Mike is boring me now, so this is bollocks anyway. <laughs> yeah, she's got a lion on her fucking leg. Good for her, it's a nice tattoo. Go for it. You know, you still got a lion on your leg. Because it's shit. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a nice well, it just shows it's bollocks, isn't it? Because if there is a 13th one that mm. they've introduced now, yeah, and she's been living as a, a Leo. Well, yeah. She's, she's been living she's a life. Yeah, but she must have been thinking, wow, my star sign personality really defines yeah. me. I'm going to get a tattoo. All along, she's been a cancer. And I was, oh, no, now you're a crab. Yeah. That's what you are, love. You're a crab. You're not a lion anymore. You're just a fucking crab on the arse of society. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my fucking podcast. You're a pubic louse. <laughs> pubic, pubic louse on the hairy arse of society. <laughs> Perpetuating <laughs> myths. No, oh, I'm done. I knew you wouldn't like that one. <laughs> you swine. <laughs> you swine. Swine. <laughs> German nudist chases wild boar that stole laptop. Wow. <laughs> What is he doing naked with his laptop? Stop, stop, I'm full of chocolate. It is an <laughs> amazing, it is an amazing photo. It's the most stereotypical naked German man you could imagine. It's true, yeah. yeah. No. It's full of beer. Don't make me run, I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> Chasing three pigs, a mother and her two babies, <laughs> through Why a park know? where people are sitting on blankets. And some of them are nude too. Fantastic. And laughing. <laughs> Wouldn't you? I'd maybe try and help. <laughs> nah, not fucking with wild boars, mate. They can be quite nasty. That's true. Go on then. <laughs> Just taking an inhalation of marijuana. Marijuana. A nudist bather who chased a wild boar near a Berlin lake after it stole his laptop, was applauded by onlookers after a successful pursuit. Oh, he caught it. <laughs> oh, good lad. The photographer who captured the drama said the unidentified nudist was happy for her to share the images which show him in bare-bottomed pursuit of the boar and her two piglets, or fellow bathers look on in amusement. Nature strikes back, wrote Adele Landauer, Landauer a personal coach on Facebook, 
I showed the man the photos, he laughed heartedly and gave me permission to make them public. The man was sunbathing naked at the Teufeles in West Berlin, a popular and perfectly legal practice in the German capital as part of what is known as FKK or Freikorper culture. Don't want to get that mixed up with that first F though, do you? No. Yeah. I thought that was it for the FKK. <laughs> I said about wearing the sheets. <laughs> Why is no one naked? Uh, Why is there a burning cross? <laughs> oh, this is bad. <laughs> you know what, I'm down for this. We should have this in this country. Mm. Naked sunbathing zones. I'm going to move to Germany, fuck it. Derek Ilhart, Berlin's ombudsman. For wild animals, told local media that such incidents have become increasingly common and that foxes had also become regular visitors to Berlin's lakeside resorts. We urge people not to panic in such a case, he said. We have so far had no injuries. The animals are quite used to humans. Well, you know why he was so motivated to get that laptop, don't you? Well, I think he was being like, that piglet would make an excellent fucking roast. I do not want anyone to see what is on that laptop. Oh my uh, god, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, all my worst things are backed up on that. Yeah, I, hope, I hope the pig trumples it. Uh, <laughs> I was only writing a book. <laughs> Where's the book, Peter? You've always the book, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, Pete, where's the fucking book? Yeah, we're still waiting for that book. Where is the book, Pete? Oh, man, it's been ages since you said that. Mind you, I suppose his uh, comeback to that could be like, uh, well, what happened was I was researching it and I got arrested, so I gave up on that. Uh, shouldn't you have had, like, permission to finish, though? Mm. Not masturbating, Whoa. like... Wow. <laughs> you know, the I book. don't know if he got to that part of the book. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the book, Peter? <laughs> yeah. Mind your laptop whilst naked sunbathing in Germany. Always, you know, never wear it, never sit with it on your naked lap. No. The heat will fry your nuts. Yes. Hopeless romantic. Burns down flat during marriage proposal that went horribly wrong. Well. <laughs> Devastating photos show what is left of a man's flat in Sheffield after lighting more than 100 candles for the perfect proposal that he had been planning for weeks, but which went horribly wrong. Oh, God, you silly bugger. What did he put him on? A hapless fiancé spelled out, marry me, in more than 100 candles for his girlfriend. But it soon turned to disaster when he burned down their oh, flat. Albert Nadru spent two weeks meticulously planning his perfect proposal after buying a ring for Valerie. That lady. The 26-year-old had decided to surprise his sweetheart by filling their living room with over 100 candles and around 100 tea lights and roughly 60 balloons. Some of the lights are used to spell... Oh, God, look at that picture. Oh. Oh. For the listener, there's a picture of them in a horrifically burnt-out living room with him on one knee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she said yes. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not marrying you, you daft bully. Uh, you burnt in a fucking flat. It might have a happy ending. Uh, Is this a feel-good story, Mike? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm we'll find out. Some of the lights are used to spell marry me on the floor. Albert then went out to pick up his love to bring her home for the surprise. But after he left the flat... You fool, you left the flat with a hundred tea lights lit. Well, you never leave a fire unattended. Three fire crews rushed to the scene at roughly 8.30pm after his lady saw clouds of dark smoke emanating from their flat's door in Sheffield, Yorkshire. Albert was undeterred. 
It's my dad's name. Yeah. But Albert was undeterred and got down on one knee in the charred room and asked the love of his life if she would marry him. With sirens wailing in the different distance and their flat engulfed in flames, the love-struck girlfriend said the all-important. Yes. Aye, oh, well done, well done, <laughs> Good lad. He must be a fucking hell of a bloke. <laughs> if she wasn't oh, just yeah. raging. But she hasn't found out that, you know, insurance won't cover it. Yeah. <laughs> or he didn't post the insurance. Yeah, yeah. Well, the reason he made such a big effort on the proposal is he has been cheating for the last six months. The studio flat was gutted by flames and smoke damage. Albert said, I was planning a proposal for over two weeks. I kept struggling to find the right thing to do to mark the special moment. I wanted to do something from my heart, even if it didn't go exactly to plan. Wow. Romance, eh? I remember what that was like. She always says the most important thing is the small gestures every day. But I wanted to do something special for the proposal. I brought the most important thing, which was the ring... And I just needed to make sure the day was perfect, but I fucked it up and burnt the house down. <laughs> That's a paraphrasing. Uh, it didn't go exactly as I thought, but she said yes. So I think the day took an unexpected turn, but ended up exactly how I wanted it to. You said no, you've got nowhere to live. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Wow. Let's keep going, Mike. It's just repeating itself here. Um, yeah, I think we're done with this one. To are be they going to get any insurance? They've been together for just over a year after meeting on a dating website. The pair say they believe strongly in destiny and they happen to log into the app for the first time on the same day. He says, he says she was his first match and after a short chat they exchange phone numbers. Slag! It's a joke. <laughs> Hashtag believe women. Sometimes. Organised the date and he confidently deleted the app. He said, I believe that people have a destiny. And your destiny, mate, was to burn down your fucking apartment and mm. spend the first year of your engagement stressed out of your bollocks as you tried to scrabble together pennies. <laughs> to find somewhere to stay. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, yeah, fuck if, it. At least if he's got insurance, they might put them in a hotel, but all their belongings are gone, all their clothes. Mm. Yeah, but with that, like... Putting 100 tea lights on the carpet with the insurance just say, mate, that's one of the thickest things we've ever heard. We're not paying you anything. That's also a possibility, yeah. You literally burnt your flat down. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah. But I thought I'd get back quick. <laughs> he's got a foreign name, come on. <laughs> so that means he sounds like a camp German. Oh, yes. <laughs> but the house is on the fire. <laughs> nah, anyway, don't get married. <laughs> I think that's the moral of this story. Well, get married, have romance, just don't set up tea lights on the carpet and then leave them unattended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't get married. Well, some people We're like covering to. all the bases. Some people like to. No. Covid's cancelled it all. It has. Then, Mike. Fucked up facts. Fucked up facts. Jingle. Facts, facts, fucked up facts. 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 Both Canada and Denmark claim Hans Island. Yeah. Periodically, each country will send an expedition, replace the other country's flag with their own, and leave a bottle of alcohol for the next visitors. What happens if the other guys are there at the same time? Do they have a shootout? Because <laughs> it's like, well, this is our land, we're here. It's like, we keep coming back here every time to put our fucking flag back. And yeah, we leave you the bottle of booze because you leave us one. But we've been itching to kill you fuckers for years. Apparently, Canada favours Canadian club, while Denmark favours schnapps. 
And a bottle of alcohol between a squad of guys ain't going to go that far, is it? Schnapps. Schnapps. Do you like a schnapps, though? <laughs> Peach schnapps and lemonade. Very refreshing summer drink. Not as refreshing as cider. I don't like cider. Cold lager. Cold lager's not bad. Is there anything more refreshing than cold lager? Nah. Especially not when you're borderline alcohol. Well, fuck, I'm not borderline anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Full on raging. No. Yeah, me too, don't worry about it. When we go back to work, maybe things will be different. <laughs> we'll have that structure in our lives. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. UK hospital admissions for children fell significantly every time a new Harry Potter book was published. All right. Are the two things rated? No, surely they go up because they're going to be trying to play Quidditch. <laughs> with children riding brooms downstairs. Well, now they're safely reading books rather than out playing oh, when they might break their leg and things yeah. like that. But yeah, but when, when did this spike shortly, like six months later, after the, everyone had read the book? Uh, that'd <laughs> be an interesting thing. Everyone's trying to play Quidditch. This is one for the uh, millennials and the. What, what, what's after millennials? Zillennials or Zillennials, whatever the new like generation no are, anyway. There is one after millennials. Whiny twats. I didn't do this myself. I didn't even know you could. But in the 1980s, you could download video games from a radio broadcast. Hey. Eh? By recording the sounds onto a cassette tape and that would play on the computer. Ah, yes. Think about when you would put your cassettes into a yeah. Commodore 64, if you had one. And I had an Amstrad. It would go like a fax machine. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah, all that shit. So I suppose, yeah, if, you, if they played that out and you recorded it, wow. Nice. Would that work as a game, though? I, mean, I guess, theory. I mean, sure, oh, a game they were programmed, though. I mean, yeah, so think about it. It's already been programmed, then you play out that sound. Yeah. And if you're sat at home with your tape deck, you could record that sound onto tape. Mm. Yep. And then, in theory, I guess, play that. The tape is audio. Yeah. It wasn't a. You know, a I guess the thing. computer transforms the audio yeah. sound from the tape into, into code. code yeah. I remember my uncle sitting down at that. Commodore 64 with a magazine he'd bought which was pages of code and he sat there for like fuck I'm not exaggerating like a couple of days typing this code in yeah and then it turned into a little F1 game wow I, mm. I remember being fucking amazed by that <laughs> <sighs> wow well, shit now though, isn't it? I'll yeah. play that now. I remember I bought Outrun <laughs> 2 for the Amstrad fuck used to love that did you? I didn't. I, the second was bollocks. Oh, it took an hour to load and it was <laughs> shit. Oh, I, had the I spent all my pocket money on it. I was devastated. I had the Predator game, it took half an hour to load. You got one life, and once you run out of ammo, you couldn't pick up any more. I loved that game, it was impossible. It was impossible! <laughs> Just like Terminator the game. I never had that. Terminator 2, I think it was. No, the first, was it Terminator 1 where you were a little bloke running along? Uh, oh Terminator God, 2 like... was like an arcadey. Where you had like a crosshair. Like yeah, you had to do wall. little side things like there was. Got stuck on the arm, you had to. Oh, yeah, that was on your me. Yeah, I know you remember. That was a puzzle, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, opened up his arm. Yeah, that was T2. Oh my God, we sound like old uncles. Yeah. <laughs> I love retro. That's one of my other things. One of my other YouTube things that comes up retro games, retro mm. gaming. Sewage Park Gaming? Well, all I've been playing for six months is my little fucking retro arch things. I haven't had my PlayStation. Right, they might go. KFC's slogan, finger licking good, was mistranslated in China as eat your fingers off. 
Did anyone do it? Yeah. Uh, excuse me, I follow the slogan. Hot now, don't feel so good. Chinese government obviously approves that message, so people are probably doing it. Finger's gone now. Oh. Oh. At least social score's just gone down. I suppose it's easily done. It'll really... rise again because you won't be able to wank. Yeah, but you eat the chicken. <laughs> you eat the chicken with your hands, though. So if, you know, if you've got overzealous, I could see. I bet someone's bit their own finger whilst eating chicken before somewhere in the world. Maybe not bit it off. I bet someone's bit it off somewhere in the world. That seems something that someone would do. Mm. Maybe someone in America whilst eating a squirrel burger. Yeah, maybe. I want to go to that fucking heart attack grill. I, I want the biggest burger they've got. I, I want to do a burger eating mm-hmm. thing. Weren't you saying you wanted to lose weight a minute ago? Yeah, I am. But that's gonna work if once I've lost the weight, once I've challenges. lost the weight, right. <laughs> then I can afford. A, I can get one of them burgers, can I? Okay, then. That's good to have goals. Yeah. I always had goals, guys. I've got Brazilian feet. Always good. <laughs> Next fact, because <laughs> that one wasn't. One. <laughs> that was a fact. Ask Mike. Mike, have I got Brazilian feet? Well, I wouldn't say Brazilian feet. Maybe, <laughs> maybe two left Brazilian feet. <laughs> Still Brazilian feet. <laughs> a sloth or a sloth, sloth. I'm not sure you pronounce it, can hold its breath for 40 minutes, which is longer than a dolphin can. Well. <laughs> Random fact. We like hear swim a... so slowly, isn't it? <laughs> We'd like to hear a sad fact about the last flipper. No. I mean, the dolphin who played flip. I don't yeah, want to know. The play flip. I don't want to know. It's going to be horrific. Did he get wanked to death? Oh. He killed itself. He killed itself. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, it literally swam into its trainer's arms and suffocated itself. <laughs> Why didn't he just put it back in the water? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. He just couldn't. He just thought... He killed itself. The last dolphin to play flipper killed itself. It's dark, man. <laughs> well, it probably got... Sucked in by the Hollywood Peter rings, didn't you? <laughs> Do you think someone had fucked it was blow passed hole? around? Yeah, passed around all the A-listers. God damn, man, I fucked Flipper today. I love being famous. Rock Hudson and Elizabeth Taylor. What's this fucking Oliver? Oh, fucking hell. Oliver Reed would have fucked a dolphin. Probably, he was chunk enough. Exactly. Bloody hell. <laughs> Sorry, mate. A study in 2010 tested the effects of 30 cents on sexual arousal in men. Cents, in smells. As in smells. Okay, yeah. yeah. Although the most potent combination turned out to be the mix of lavender and pumpkin pie. Okay. All men were aroused to some extent by everything. (laughs) (laughs) Including the odour of cheese pizza, baby powder and parsley. Who's not aroused by Mate, pizza, though? I mean, have, I've had sex in Italy, and I can tell you, it's kind of what it smells like. What, parmesan? Pizza. Pizza. Sweat. Sweat, yeah. Does anyone want to have a guess at what the world record for number of mice caught by one cat is? 14,922. It's not a bad start. Lower. Nope, 28,899. No. My uh, God, it's genocide. In a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to know, speaking of cat... <laughs> I saw my housemate's cat do something pretty cunty today. Like, it uh, stalked and pounced on a butterfly, a beautiful butterfly, for no reason. <laughs> There's no nutritional value in that butterfly. It was just, just like, like to kill. It moves, kill! Yeah. Uh, 
It's cats for you, the bastards. <laughs> dogs are loyal, man. Dogs are like, hey, buddy, how's it going? Cats are just like, human, give me attention. They're not cute, though. Yeah, A plunette is a moon that has escaped its planet and become a planet in its own right. Wow, broke off in its own. In all fairness, my most side projects don't go well. <laughs> yeah. How's your podcast I'm... going? <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, I'm going off my own, man. I'm going to be a planet. Screw you. <laughs> moons tend to be dead and devoid of life, mate. Ah, we don't know that. Some aren't. Well, we don't know they're devoid of life, but uh, some of Saturn's moons, they think we might be able to live on. Yeah, Enceladus and... um, Where's Rimmer live? Where's Rimmer from? Io. Io. No, that's a fucking... It's got a bubble on it, though. It's got a bubble on it in the Red Dwarf world, I think. Galilee, Galilee. Some of the moons, uh, Enceladus and another one, Europa. That's it. They think they've got warm, salty oceans under, like, miles of ice. Mm. Get through that ice. Because of the tidal effects of Jupiter warming the planet. Yeah. The moon, should I say? Maybe we'll get there one day. Right, yeah. any more facts? Emoji use is up 60% during lockdown. <laughs> no surprises there. That's not really a fact. <laughs> Just everyday life. Okay, I'll finish on this one. In 2014, Nepal launched a TV show called Integrity Idol. Which is inspired by American Idol, but instead of rewarding pop stars, it rewards honest government employees. Oh, that's a good idea. I bet there's not much fucking, not much of a show though. Is <laughs> they it? wouldn't have one in Britain, would they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like two minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> honest government employees. You got um, Bob who works in um, the they, fucking cleaner. Yeah, the cleaner. Yeah, he's the cleaner. Um, oh, actually, no, no. Bob has just been done for smuggling out documents. So uh, <laughs> I haven't got anyone. Well, bugger. Well, one more, this is good. Last week, the official newspaper of North Korea admitted that Kim Il-sung, the founder of the country, was not able to teleport by folding space. <laughs> he teleports in a completely different... Exactly, <laughs> yeah. He's got a booth. <laughs> Why would you even... I mean, I know you want him to be a god, but why would you just go like, yeah, I give you like food, water, shower, sunshine, mm. weather, blah, blah, blah. You just go, oh, yeah. And I can telefo- teleport by folding space. What you of all people are asking this question. Yeah. I wouldn't go that nuts. I don't know. <laughs> if you were a dictator in charge of Korea, I think you'd be quite happy with people believing you could teleport by bending space. I don't think you'd no. try and question I'm, be- I'm a benevolent dictator, guys. I'm a left-wing dictator. Oh. Everyone has the best of everything. not like being the nicest guy in prison. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I, don't know, I still rule with an iron fist, <laughs> but at the same time, the population doesn't need to do anything because they're, it's Star Trek future. Right. I just rule it. Okay. And so will my heirs. Until they start going insane. Oh, let's wrap it up. (laughs) 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 Uh, Well, I've been Ben. Thank you very much for listening. Don't drink the flavour aid. And don't join a cult. I've been Gaz. Free Biff Tannen. And thank you very much for listening. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. You've had plenty of time to do the Jedi course, haven't you? Song question two. (laughs) 
I'll get there one day. May the force be with you. Because <laughs> I don't think anything else is. I fucking, I fucking need it. <laughs>